The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Go, I get the keys ready to come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Yeah, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! I'm sure it's better than number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys love that. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Uh, Bird says, Bird Chat says, we twitching it up. And then he says, Larry is always a mystery. Yeah. Um, so, in looking through that, memory card with all those unused interviews i think we played them on the air like as part of the show but never in a full capacity and uh but one of them was a interview with joe harris promoting great pacific and i actually from hearing him talk about it i'm like you know what i gotta i gotta read this so i actually bought the first two volumes from him directly and they just sat in a shelf <laughs> and yesterday when I was moving some stuff around I found I found them they're signed and everything and I was like oh I got to get back to this and yeah when I was thinking of what to talk about today I picked that up and that was that I was like I- I'm gonna read it so I, I read it all in one sitting and it's basically it's the story of this young heir to a petroleum empire and he's He's basically just this, they look at him like this bratty kid that's just dating supermodels and going on safari, traveling the world, like avoiding, or not ready for the responsibility of running the family business yet. But the whole time he, you know, they they think he's out in partying it up in a foreign country, he's actually learning things about how the world is and what he can do to make it better. And one of the things he comes up with is this machine that degrades plastic and, you know, petroleum-based products back to water really fast. And he thinks it's going to be one of these inventions and innovations that can change the course of human history and save the world, ultimately. Um, And then he, he presents it to 
his the head of the board the the guy that's after the dude's name is uh Chaz so after Chaz's dad dies there's a guy that runs the company that made the promise like I'm gonna run the company and hold it and make sure the company's ready for your son and that your son's ready for the company when the time is right and so he presents he gets presented the the new product and, and it kind of you know it's a prototype so it kind of acts up a little and they're like see you're full of shit like you're all, all this partying and stuff and now you're wasting my time it, it blows up literally blows up in his face and he's he's not happy with Chaz's innovation and he wants to still present it to the board but the Sam the the CEO right now he he basically says they hate you like you know that like you can't convince them I'm not going to waste their time um so he hatches up a scheme to basically embezzle a shit ton of money and when he he gets the money he funnels it out into these crazy like offshore accounts that are are really untraceable and then he fakes his death and he goes to live in that great pacific plastic island that's double the size of texas that's floating out in the pacific like he studied it to the point where he knows where he could actually build upon it because it can sustain a ton of weight because it's just so much garbage and in the meantime he'll try to clean up parts of it but he tries to create his own nation an island nation and he's been the whole time he's been traveling he's been making connections with people from different countries that would kind of vote with in his favor with the UN and that's pretty much what this book is about is this kid decides to try to fix the world and then he tries to create his own country and there's people that don't like that (laughs) and you can imagine what they do from either a business corporate aspect like what they would do to somebody that would not only like his whole thing isn't like oh we need to stop petroleum that's that's death like no his whole process like yeah well we need that because there's products out of petroleum that we can use but still maintain a clean environment we just have to degrade those products properly and fast and they they still wouldn't want to like work with them and that basically they, they they go after them they send the military they do uh there's natives living on there but they're from the Micronesia place off to the end and they know the place and they see the place as a a testament to what the modern world has done to the planet and they're against people colonizing there so there's that conflict there's a conflict with actually a mutated giant octopus that's living under that garbage and and then there's a conflict conflict with the US Navy and then the US government the legality of what he did you know trying to get prosecuted all in all he's still trying to start a country <laughs> yeah and that's just the first six issues mhm and 
let me see let me let me, let me just grab it real quick I, i'm gonna i don't have it with me because i want to give credit to the artist and, and the writer real quick because they did a really good job hold on one second okay and yeah if you're in chat i was able to put those screenshots so you can see the inks compared to like the full page for hack slash versus chaos I'm oh, sorry, say that again. Oh, I'm just telling the listeners that I, I was able to put those screenshots in the chat. Oh, wow. For Hack Flash, the, the uh, inks versus the full page, uh, the completed page. Oh, wow. There is a big difference, but I, I in see, in this case, I can see a benefit to both. Larry's mm -hmm. calling me. Let's see if I figured out how to add him. Uh, I didn't figure out how to add him. Okay. But let's see. I'm going to call him real quick. But, yeah, the writer is Joe Harris. And Joe Harris is actually a screenwriter, too. And let me read off some of his credits. Uh, if only I would have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot of Joe Harris's. <laughs> Are there? Yeah. They're, and, like, prominent, there's... There's a fucking whatchamacallit. Like, there's an athlete, an actor, a writer, and then a lady that I guess is a painter or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he did, uh, for comics, he's done a, a bunch of stuff. He wrote some of the BPRD stuff, uh, some, you know, horror comics, creepy. Uh, he did. Where? The one I was thinking. Oh, you wrote Darkness Falls. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. And then he also wrote. Um, where is his film? They only have his comic book work, <laughs> and he wrote movies. He wrote the X Files season ten, which is a comic book. It's a twenty-five issue comic book series, and he did. Oh. He did one called Joker's Asylum. one of those and then he did battle for the cow batman so he's pretty pretty prominent in writing he wrote ghost project and i think we actually reviewed ghost project at one point it was like this russian oh. this russian type miniseries i think it, it just sounds so familiar and when you look at the cover I'm pretty sure you'll recognize it, but let me let me find a picture of it to put in chat. It's weird, like he's only done about or from according to IMDB he's only done about written like five movies and yeah, I've only heard of one of them. The Darkness Falls. What's the other movie 
that he wrote? Uh, he wrote The Tripper, Witchwise, Tooth Fairy, and Rapscallions. Huh. Alright. Yeah. Oh, I guess three of those are just short, short films. So, uh, The Tripper and Darkness Falls are the two full movies that he's done. Yeah, I just added Ghost Project to the stuff that to go back and read because <laughs> I uh, I remember reading the first issue for the show back when we were doing Wednesday nights at Larry's house or Monday nights at Larry's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I, I put the picture in the chat to see if you recognize it. But yeah, in it's even the thing with the the way the story like it's all dialogue more than anything like there's a little bit of action but i think there's only for every time there's a conflict i think it's only about one or two pages of action and then the rest is dialogue like even when he's getting beat up and tied up by pirates like they're talking and it's just so well written like the character the character kind of reminds me of a of a less egotistical like tony stark type and more more grounded like he's not trying to create you know machines to fight like he's trying to create machines to fix things and it's it kind of plays out like you know because he i think the character i think he's like 15 or something so it's kind of like you you're like he's not acting like no 15 year old but you can kind of see some of you could see that he's young in some of the way not in his idealism, but in the way he handles certain things um, that he's still just a kid. But it's so subtle because his ideas and his thought process is so advanced, you know? So mm-hmm. it, the the part that he's a kid comes out, like, even when he's, like, talking to his friend that's his, like, assistant. And it's, like, his best friend. Like, that's when it's like, oh, man, these are just two kids playing fort with a giant trash heap in the pacific ocean (laughs) yeah so yeah it's it's just it's an interesting read and i'm glad i have the second volume already with me because after finally reading it you know i bought this i think in 2013 and uh (laughs) it took me six years to read it but i'm probably gonna read the second one later today because i'm like I, i couldn't stop reading it oh nice and uh yeah this one's a solid five out of five the art the art is great there's a giant octopus in it which i love like even one of the opening i think it's the first page let's see oh yeah the first page of it when he's standing in a giant trash beach is just looks so grandiose and and big and it's one of these because these because i i yeah, it. Um, I read. I have it digitally. The first issue I had it digitally because I bought it when it came out or whatever. When I was trying to read it and I didn't want to carry the trade paperback with me, and mm-hmm. the it's a splash page. It's it's actually the second page that I'm thinking of or third, and it's a the two page spread, and the spine in the middle actually ruins the the epicness of it compared to digitally and i wish i'll probably be able to 
to take a quick picture and and give you a comparison. Okay. And it, it's not going to be the best because I didn't pre-produce this, but <laughs> I'll, I'll try to find it. And it's just when I fr- when I switched on my iPad when I went to that page on the iPad with the really good screen and the good brightness and clarity. I was like, man, this is amazing. And then when I looked at it at on the page, I'm like, man, this th- th- this doesn't look quite as good. Like it's one of those times and it's not about the art, it's it's more about the fact that it's physical. Like it's two pages bent to look like one, but they're not really one page. It's the back of another page, yeah, the two backs of two other pages, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that really threw me off reading the physical one um and what was another thing i wanted to talk about a bit shit let's see well it was a trade paperback so it does come with extra bonus material too and one of the things it comes with like it has the covers it has the the bio on the writer but nothing nothing much you know it says volume two uh, nation building coming soon at the end but there's no like behind the scenes sketches or anything like that which is usually uh, it's why I like trade paperbacks a lot of the time but this was a smaller book that came out so it doesn't didn't have a bunch of random covers you know now if this would have come out ni- nowadays they would have had more covers and stuff but right. that's not the case right now so they it's just straightforward all the original covers. I don't even think it has the original covers. Let me double check real quick. Yeah, it has them like in between. In between, so you can't really tell that they're covers. You know, they just look like a little splash oh. page because a lot of the covers is what happens in the book too. So they look similar. Um. But so they don't have the covers like in a gallery, but they have them in there. So as a trade paperback, that loses a little points. But story-wise, I mean, that's a solid four. Like, maybe one point because no bonus material. But, you know, if there's a resurgence or anything, maybe you'll get you'll get something extra. Who knows? Or if they make a movie about it. Like, I got into, <laughs> I got into trying to invest in, in publishing rights to shit right now because people are losing. Let's see what, what's cheap. And uh, mm-hmm. shit's not that cheap. <laughs> Like I, I need, I because what I, it was a new story for the heavy metal minute that I I even forgot to actually do the new story, but it's Slipknot is selling the publishing rights to their their album All Hope Is Gone, and it's like oh you know what? I'm gonna buy that and it's it's seven hundred thousand dollars, like I thought the dude was desperate because in my mind it was the original drummer or guitarist or DJ, one of them that produced it is selling his producer credit because he needs money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it's only a 16% return on investment. That's that's too much, <laughs> too much money. But I was thinking of that when I saw it. I was like, hmm, I wonder how I can get the movie rights for this. Because it's not well known. I don't see people rushing to it, but it's something that people should see or read or experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Yeah, those are like even like stuff you wouldn't think. Like when it comes to selling rights to shit, 
the prices get up there. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're they're losing out on a lifetime of money. Mm-hmm. I remember the time we called uh, Funimation when they're they're being sold, <laughs> and we asked them how yeah. much was the fund. Uh, that was when Fantastic yeah, Four in the morning me. was good. That was pretty. Um... Oh, yeah, so I posted the um. I posted the the side by sides in chat and. Oh yeah. You can kind of see what I'm talking about. Yeah, definitely double page spreads are better in a comic book than they are a graphic novel. Yeah. And they're even better uh, digitally than they are in a comic book. Yeah. And while I wrap that up, that review up, and with that comment, we have the biggest digital comic book hater alive is with us, Larry. You're back on the line. You're back with I'll, us. I'll be that. <laughs> I'll be that. I, I literally was having a hateful comment about digital comics in my head just now while you were talking. I was like, double page spreads are too small in digital comics. The end. No, not on an iPad. Like a 12-inch iPad? Like. Well, I guess it depends on how you're reading. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, you, do you always do guided view? When you oh, read? I never do guided view, no. You you use just the regular view, yeah. So then, but then, doesn't it when it does a a full page spread, doesn't it get smaller, like a double page spread? Um, it can, but because you're looking at it like a regular page size, basically, and yeah. then when it gets to the double page, the problem it, it tries depends. to show you the whole thing, but it, it has to shrink it. So I it, don't I don't like that. It really depends on what tablet you're reading. Um. You're, I you're see reading that. on because I, I know like your your Kindle is the wider one and and taller one, but it's still like a rectangle. And then my yeah. Kindle is actually smaller than yours by about an inch, and it's almost like an oversized phone. So it's it feels even more narrow. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's good to read. I, I know sometimes the double page spread on that is a little w weird, but if you, if I turn it to landscape, it looks good. And I don't yeah. mind turning it myself, but I actually I dug up my old ten year old iPad, and I I read it there because that's where I had Great Pacific digitally, and it uh it was like when I got to that page I was like wow because I didn't have to turn to change nothing because that iPad is is more or less a square mm -hmm. uh you know type of a screen it's almost like a laptop screen so even if it does get smaller it doesn't get smaller by much yeah yeah the proportions cool. are i can good. see that so but that like i mean i'm thinking of making it my my uh wallpaper <laughs> yeah it's a good picture it's a real good picture yeah so yeah, Larry, you didn't get to read this book, right? I did not. I did not. I would like to though. I remember I, we we met. What was it? The the writer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you remember that. You know what? I mean, it was he was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where 
and, and don't get me wrong, not to say that other people aren't interesting, but I think that, you know, I mean, he he's definitely one of the, like, I, we've done our fair share of interviews. He's one of the ones that stand out for me, um, mostly just because of the subject matter and, like, you know, like, he came across as very, like, competent. You know what I mean? Not It's not like, I mean, most comic book writers are, or at least all the comic book writers I've gotten the opportunity to talk to have all been pretty smart guys, but he seemed like, you know, like a smarter guy than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was just because, again, too, like, I mean, I, obviously there's, like, a whole, like... <laughs> what he like most of, I guess most of the interviews when we're talking to people about comic book stuff they're talking about um, a lot of the time they're talking about very fantastic like things that aren't real right you know what I mean and this is this is that wasn't the case with this as much yeah it's it's very it's a weird when you actually get to read it Larry it, mm-hmm. the way it makes you look at environmentalism a little bit different and more more anti-petroleum because i know like i i've been like that too and it's like well you know like he explained the the the, i said this before we were on but the main character's motivation isn't really to eliminate the use of fossil fuels it's more to aid in the breaking down of these you know infinite plastics you know breaking them down earlier and that's very you know, it's a, a a better it's a it's a more compromised way of looking at it. Where it's like, yeah, we can we can create. We don't have to eliminate this, but we can create a better way of handling it and handling the waste. And yeah, they even show a good way of of um well, not a good way, but they show how even with that, the corporate greed might have a pushback against it. You know, mm-hmm. and. It's it's weird that you know they they would do that, but you know it's still in a comic book. I, in real life, sometimes it feels like that's a little too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, mean, you know, people get used to making money a particular way. Yeah, and that's really all there's to it. I mean, it's not like there's not you can't you can make money, uh, and you know, be kind to the environment. Like yeah. everyone knows that. It's just that hey, they're like, well, I make my money this way already, so why yeah. do I need to try and find a new way to make money? <laughs> and it's like okay, well, because the planet is like it's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sustainable. But you know, like I mean, it's basically just what you were talking about, like um, with the the um, like with the plastics. Like I mean, I know everybody hates it, but the the straws, um, the like straws are a total like getting rid of plastic straws is, is a huge way to, you know, combat that. I know everybody's like, hey, paper That's straws. bullshit. <laughs> See, it, but, but it's not, though. Like, we yeah. use a lot of plastic straws. There, there are way more plastic things that we can afford to get rid of besides straws. Straws like are what? tiny. It's not, it's not about it's, how big they are. It's about... No, but you don't understand. Tupperware's a shit ton of plastic. Yeah, but it's also like, reusable. All the Jay, Jay, the, you're not. You're, the the fact is, is the disposability of it is what makes plastic straws the issue. Like Tupperware, you keep, and you reuse it. I know. You I use throw it away. I well, throw okay, away but, my Tupperware. 
I'm okay, done. But most people aren't you. That's just bad money management. <laughs> Look, and then on the other hand, everybody uses a plastic straw one time. Nobody reuses a plastic straw. And it's also a plastic straw. The creation of the plastic straw is unnecessary because before that they were paper and they were just fine. I mean, paper no, straws are terrible. No. I'm not saying that they're as good. I'm just saying that, you know, technically we could all drink out of cups like adults. <laughs> you Look, know? No, yes. no, no, we can't. <laughs> you, you can, like we did it. it. It used to happen. And don't get me wrong. There, no. there should be like some exceptions. Like it doesn't make sense it's to drink. Like, happened. Huh? That's never happened. I've never drank without a straw. <laughs> Like he it's went like, from sippy cup to sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like obviously, you know, it, it, it drinking like say something like a milkshake isn't the same kind of thing as drinking like say soda or juice or whatever. So maybe you make some sort of exception. But well, if the milkshake is good enough, you should be drinking it with a spoon. No, that's called ice cream. I don't know what kind of watery nonsense you're eating. I'm drinking a shake. You're uh, eating ice cream. Burr Bur in chat says, MCU is not sustainable either, but they keep going. And he goes, did you hear about that lady that killed herself with a metal straw? And I actually did not, but I would like to hear about that. And then he says, LOL, WTFJ, no wonder he doesn't have money for comics. He throws away his Tupperware. <laughs> Why? Why, uh, what, what is she throwing? Like, how'd she uh, kill herself with a metal straw? She I don't... probably just fell over and while drinking out of a metal straw and it went through her face or something. I mean, it's not too difficult to imagine how that could happen. Like, I, because I carry a metal straw with me from time to time. And I, um, and I'm like, you know what? This is kind of cool because. If something happens, I can jab it into somebody's eye or something, you know? Like, no, change. Uh, you know, you never know. These days, like, you know, it used to be, you know, there could be an active shooter wherever I'm going. I might need to hide out, and if he gets a little too close, just he's not going to see a straw coming. And either that, now it's like, what if I'm at the market and somebody coughs on me? I'm going to need that straw, you know? So, uh, yeah, it, like, how did she kill herself? I guess she impaled by the reusable metal straw, but I don't, I still don't see. It says here the, the six year old woman, Elena Struthers Gardner, was carrying glass with a 10 inch long stainless steel straw. That's too long. Uh, when she <laughs> fell, <laughs> it is really long. Yeah, you don't need a 10 inch straw. <laughs> when she <laughs> fell, the straw impaled her eye, causing fatal brain injuries. And uh, according to the Daily Echo, a British newspaper, Struthers Gardner had scoliosis. Or a sideways curvature of the spine, which made her phone calls, made her prone to falls. No, not gonna see that straw coming. Lol. Why? So why why we gotta make reusable straws out of metal? I I used to have a reusable plastic straw. Yeah. That was in it was in the shape of a Mickey Mouse head, but still. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. It, it's only because of the cleaning of it, the the less yeah. porosity. Uh, I have a glass one too, and I'm a little bit more hesitant to carry that around because I'm clumsy with stuff in my pocket. So, but glass when, straw when I go, dangerous. It, it's kind of thick. It you, it's not as dangerous as it looks. It's like carrying a, a pipe to smoke out of. So, um, yeah. but it's still, I, I still get nervous about it. So, 
I have Emily hold it for me when we go out. But I do have my metal one, and it, it's only about seven inches. But, yeah, I wouldn't, like, yeah, she's prone to fall. She had an existing condition. So, if anything, like, yeah, the straw impaled her, but it's her scoliosis that killed her. The end. But yeah, I was actually looking to invest in uh, in farming wax worms, um, because wax worms eat plastic, and they break it down and they make it into their cocoons, so they could turn into moths. So mm. that way, I could whatever thing. See, that's much better than straws. Yeah, it, but the thing is, it, it's one of those things like these 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 solutions are just blanket things that don't take a lot of times don't take a lot of thought and you know then you put it to a bunch of dummies to vote and some that are mad about it won't even vote on it you know and then still get mad and 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 that's that like i'm okay with like i would make straws illegal period drink like an adult you're not a toddler but you know I'm what if you are a toddler though and they're illegal? they got their cp cups starbucks made starbucks if you go to Starbucks and you get a cup, the lid has a sippy on it, so you can just drink it like a baby. <laughs> in the gen- in the movie The Gentleman, they had a group like a rap group that was called the Toddlers. Did they? Like, they were pretty it? badass. <laughs> no, Did they get straws. No, they they didn't drink anything, but they fucked up quite a bit. But they were good at fighting. <laughs> but yeah. They're no rap, so they rap. Yeah. Which, they're not terrible. I think Lawrence would like them. <laughs> so yeah, He's always lacking rap music. Potentially, if I did farm the wax worms and harvested their cocoons, I could make silk out of plastic. I'm going to invest in a frog farm. To eat all the moths that you're gonna create. Yeah, I mean we're gonna that, that that's gonna be a need too because those moths still need to eat stuff too, and moths eat break down stuff that you need a lot of the time. That that's why I didn't rush into it because like yeah, it's like you said, it's uh, these solutions that you think you have are blanket solutions, but you don't have a lot of thought behind them, and you're gonna have problems further down the line. So that's why I didn't because it's like where am I gonna keep these these waxworms? Technically, I can keep them in like a net thing but guess what some of that net material is not is that's what they're gonna eat so they're not gonna stay in you know and no you make it out of twine and the thinking is why we still have mosquitoes yeah but they don't bite anymore which it's interesting because you know they cause malaria and they have a way to like kill off all of them but so many times in the past, we've made like dumb, quick decisions without thinking of like what happens after. And like there have been so many ecological disasters done by introducing or removing an animal from, you know, the life cycle that they're afraid to get rid of mosquitoes. Yeah. Which do nothing but harm uh, because they're just not 100 percent sure. Well, now, they, mosquitoes are important, though, because yeah. 
they got to get trapped in amber so future generations can bring humans back to life. Well, it's not just that. It's also <laughs> they're, they're, they're transferring pathogens and stuff, too, that in that dose that they give it to you can actually make your immune system stronger. And if you're weak, you die. Like, that's their job. It's to basically inoculate all life on Earth. Yeah, except for the malaria ones, right? Well, that's the thing. It the the pathogens can can evolve, and it's like you know, if, if enough people get malaria, there will be a herd immunity to it from that. But you know, people want to save people, so we have. Wait, did Bo just call the anti mosquito people and like anti vaxxers? Pretty much. I mean, anti nature. It's all anti nature. But the thing is, you don't want to see your loved ones die. So that's a tough choice. It's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck these mosquitoes. Yeah. But you can't just get rid of all of them anyway because they take out animals that could be get out of hand too, you know? It's like us as humans have that, like, we, we developed the ego to really, like, feel that we're important to this planet so that we have you know what we must preserve life we must make medicine and 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 you know invent this science of, of living longer and it's like you know other species don't have that that's that's why we're the top of the species and that's why we're destined to for doom because it's everything becomes unsustainable at that point if people just live too long all this to say jay shouldn't have straws not plastic ones, at least. Only paper. I'm going to send... Look, I'm going to try the straws, and if they suck, I'm going back to plastic. You're going to try the what? The paper? The pasta straws. Oh, oh the pasta straws. I hear it. I, yeah, I remember you telling me about those. You should you should do that. You should try a pasta straw. I used a pasta thing before. Not a straw straw, but just like a long pasta tube. It got a little soft, but then I ate it. <laughs> Just, just use, just use licorice, Jay. Oh use yeah, it. oh I used to do that all the time. Yeah, but that changes the taste of whatever I'm drinking. So what you do is you drink water. That way, it tastes like licorice. There you go, bam. That's gross. <laughs> the funny part is that the gross part for Jay is drinking water. <laughs> I'm gonna order. Well, I like water. I want my water to taste like watered down licorice. <laughs> That's weird. Putting it in order for these freedom straws. <laughs> <laughs> what is a freedom straw? It's just a plastic straw. Oh, geez. see the thing. The thing about white people, Larry, that you don't know is that they take common things like, you know, protesting, staying at home, or, or straws as they're fighting for their civil rights. Mm. And you know, Oz is caught up in it. I'm just saying, like, I just want like regular freedom. If I could just get that. <laughs> you know <laughs> oh well see i already got that so no oh, i just okay. need my straws good, good for you <laughs> You're asking might, for way too much might as well add a little red hat while i'm at it on the site <laughs> got a little straw topper yeah no for me like make beverages great again <laughs> well, yeah uh larry do you have anything to to review today at all um, you know, I thought we, thought we were, I thought we were talking about TV stuff, but yeah. if we're not talking about no, TV no, stuff. No, no, you can. Oh. What day is it? It's Thursday. It's Thursday? <laughs> Who knows? 
Thursday. Thursday. So, uh, no, well, um, I started watching a series on Netflix, which I guess is, I think has been on there for a little while. Um, or I don't know, a few months at least. Um, but, but have you guys watched The Spy? No. No. Okay. It's a, um, it's a, a miniseries, like, you know, just, I think like, like six episodes, something like that. But it's about basically like the most successful Mossad uh, uh, spy that infiltrated Syria in the 1960s. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely, of course, obviously, you know, all like a period type piece type deal. But it's literally about them recruiting this guy to infiltrate uh, Syria. It's not, it's not, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's more of a drama. Is it fictional or like based on events? Or it's, it's based on real events. Okay. It's based, it's based on real events. I'm sure that, you know, they take some liberties to make it compelling as a TV show. But uh, it stars Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, as I'm out. I, I did see that. That yeah, that it's. I saw the trailer and he lo- he looks great in it. Like is oh, acting. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like I, I haven't finished it yet, but it's one of these things. Like I almost feel I almost felt like Moses, where I'm like, oh no, maybe I'll just wait and not watch the like the last couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know that way, it never ended. It's always been good. No, yeah, but, but no, it's it's been like what I've seen so far has been really really amazing and uh it's just interesting I, I like spy fiction anyway um just in general whether you're talking about comics tv movies uh but this is one where you know i mean he's knocking it out the park you know and you know for people that are more used to seeing him in like you know the borat or the ali g kind of role like yeah. he's really going to change your perception of uh of of what he can do as an actor and so yeah i'll definitely say check it out i mean like for me it's like i like it mostly because it's like literally like like the first episode is literally him kind of like getting getting recruited and like going through training and things like that and then they insert him um well they don't insert him directly into syria uh, and so but i'll i'll let you all you know for those that want to watch it i'll let you all see how it is they go about what they do and all that kind of stuff but like not only is he really good but it has a great cast of supporting characters as well and uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting story but I would definitely recommend it if you're looking for something else to watch I mean it's not gonna be the the episodes are like um, they're like you know like standard TV type episodes like if, even if they were like commercials so it's like 45 minutes or so um about 45 minutes or so for for each episode and so it's not like a huge commitment but uh the story so far has been really good i i could i would be shocked to find out that it doesn't pay off in the end but i think it will do you want to take a wild guess why oz doesn't like sasha baron cohen uh I have, I have no idea. Like, why, why, why would you not like Sasha Baron Cohen? Well, I know why, but I want to hear Mo's take. 
Well, no, uh, I, I think because you know, because he made the the America TV show. No, but, I never watched that. Uh, well, yeah, I know you wouldn't, but you like that wouldn't stop you from hating him for that. <laughs> like that's what that's what happened to all, all the Red Hat people. They hated it automatically. No, I stopped watching his stuff when when his penis talked to me. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> See, I, yeah, I, I, that, that was like that was it. Like, cause I he does a lot of that kind of humor yeah and um i i i could see like i used to think that kind of humor was really funny but i don't know it's like he did, still he did it so funny. much that it just started to like get a little old and then the penis talking to me i'm like okay well i'm done <laughs> i'll finish watching this movie because i paid my money but i'm done who knew that oz had a line like yeah. when your penis talks to him that's it he's like we're no longer friends that's how I felt with you know with Mr. Pickles and Dave, like. <laughs> but I still haven't managed to go back to Dave yet. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. I know. I, I'm like, I'm I'm enjoying not watching TV. I haven't watched a lot of TV this this week. It's only Thursday, but yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm enjoying not watching TV. Like, there's you know, I don't sit in silence, but. I, I kind of do for like an when hour. When not watching TV, he's just like, like friggin' uh, uh, meditating, basically. Well, yeah, that's what what happened yesterday. I was reading an article about some gardening techniques, but I don't have the focus to read like that. Just sit down and not, and read, unless it's like stuff that I'm gonna talk about. And Emily was enthralled in Animal Crossing, and. Liz comes to ask me a question and she just walks in and says, just looks at us and she goes, are you guys just sitting here in silence? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, we're doing stuff technically, but at the moment she came in, I was just sitting, staring at the wall for like, it had been, I think about 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your your guys' guys' love is so deep that no words are necessary. Oh yeah. I mean, well, Definitely her also, love for Animal Crossing. You should watch Dave because, like, they—they're not afraid to show him murdering a child. No, I, I like I know I should be watching it, but I don't know. I got—I was gonna save this for later, but I got stuck on Community. It's—it's. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's I hate great, it. Right. Yeah, the 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 stop motion episode. I, I'm surprised, Joe. I would see that's Larry not explaining it right. Like, tell Joe, Joe, watch the stop motion episode. That's okay. Yeah. I, Which episode is that? I think I it's the. I want to say second season, episode twelve. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. And it's a Christmas episode, so that's why they do the stop motion. So it's a little tropey, but the way they actually do the Christmas thing is is pretty good. I mentioned the friggin' eight bit gaming episode specifically. Yeah, but I haven't gotten there, and we don't necessarily want to watch that. What? Wait, what is a gaming episode? There's an oh. episode. This yes. is done in eight bit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I you said that last that. time. I would have watched it. <laughs> when he told us to watch it, <laughs> he said that, but I wasn't that. Literally said that. He didn't say it was. He said it was an eight-bit episode. Right. Not that it was made in eight-bit. Right. 
Yeah, like eight bit, like maybe it's. it's oh, so what you thought I was talking about, like eight comedy gags? Is that what you're thinking? No. Well, I thought you were saying. Well, I th- I thought that Joe thought that you were saying that it's like two bit episode, but it's four times as good. Oh, son of a son. Yeah, I thought it was just about eight bit. Like they were doing an episode about eight bit games. Like, and but you didn't say it was in eight bit. Like. That's completely different. And then they did a Dungeons and Dragons episode that maybe now I will renew my subscription for DC Universe to watch people play the <laughs> if it's anything like that. It's it's not gonna be like that. <laughs> it's like that that is probably one of the most epic D and D games you'll ever get to see. <laughs> I mean, it was scripted, obviously. Right, but it, and it it's amazing. short. <laughs> it's also one of the shortest. It's also short. You're right. You're right. And then they well, did, but it was still epic. Hmm. Which episode is the eight-bit episode? Jay, I don't know. I don't. I haven't gotten there yet, so I can't tell. It's you. like I don't like. I like. I can't tell you what. See, like, just you should just watch the whole thing. Because honestly, that's the okay. thing where it's like these these uh, episodes are, huh? Like, I, I don't, I feel like if I, I watch the whole thing, it will waste my time. Why, why do you feel that? Like, judging by the first episode, and I know episodes, like, first episodes aren't always great, and they're trying to set up things, but I, I just had such a poor time watching okay. it. But I'm like, and if there's an episode that is worth watching, I will watch that particular episode and maybe that will get me into like at least invested enough to go back and like watch more but you didn't say there was a G.I. Joe episode either. No he did say that. I did say that. He told us that Comic Con when we were like yeah I don't think we're going to watch that. Like, But I, oh, I said it the last If you told me a Comic Con I was looking at something else. Listen all, 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 like, all I at this point in our relationship, all of our relationships, it's like if I tell you to watch something, you should just watch it because you always don't watch it. No. And then eventually you do. And then you're like, man, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you explain it right? It's like, I don't recommend terrible things to you. That's not true. No, Name that's it. Like, that's Name like, it. That's like when you go to like, like Vietnam or something and you're like, you know, those mines have been there for years so at this point you can just walk along there and you'll be fine i'm not taking that chance that's the I'm, worst analogy ever. i'm not dancing on your minefield lawrence who who what like why is it a minefield like when what's what did i tell you all to watch that was terrible it's not community that it's, it's not that it's terrible it's that when community. you tell us, when you tell us about it the way you tell us makes us not want to watch it but what I'm saying to you is fine. Let's just let's just go under the mistaken premise that I don't explain things right. Let's go with that. Let's say that that's true. If every time I tell you you all would like something and I don't explain it right, but then when you actually do end up seeing it because somebody else explains it better or whatever and you end up liking it, at some point you have to say, you know what, every time this fool tells us <laughs> to watch something, we end up enjoying it. That sounds too risky. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's like, also funnier. To... The, the first episode of Community is a lot of a lot of 
uh, foundation building for the characters, just so you get a sense, like a, it's like a baseline. These are who these characters start off as. Now, as the series progresses, they change. But the thing with watching Community as a, like, episode by episode is that there's a, a, a lore that builds up throughout the show. And so they're like all there's like inside jokes and references that you won't get if you weren't watching some of the the other episodes. Now don't get me wrong, it's not like it's a thing where you can't enjoy it without that. Because a lot of the episodes are enjoyable. Like you could walk into almost almost any random episode of community and you'll probably have a good time watching it, but you're not gonna be able to experience it in its fullness. I don't know if it, if it's if it's as good as you say. Why was it canceled? I mean, dude, a lot of shows got canceled. It, Firefly was canceled. That doesn't make it not good. It was canceled it, and renewed. That's yeah, true. They canceled go, again, right? Well, and then renewed again. Like people keep like renewing. It. Family Guy was canceled. You know, like all types of good shows get canceled. Yeah, but it wasn't good when it was canceled. It was good when it was brought back, and then no, it got it was, bad, it, and they got canceled. Again. It was good when it got canceled because. People were bootlegging it so much that they had no choice but bringing it back. Yeah. I, honestly, the... A show doesn't get the double digits without being good. Like, yeah, a show I doesn't didn't... get in the double digit seasons without being a good show. Oh, Community's not double digit seasons, though. Are you sure? Yeah, no, Community is like... Six, I think. Six seasons. You know, another way that Larry... Should could have explained this accurately was to be like, oh, you're a Rick and Morty fan. You can see some of that, what they do in Rick and Morty in terms of how they execute the story. You could see a a starting of that or, or a similar type of uh, method of storytelling in community. That's true. For example, do like... It. Like the Morty's mind blowers, they had the community mind blowers episode. <laughs> like it, it's memories that we never saw watching the show, and they're just little short gags. Just like, and they add to, they add to the story moving forward too, in the same way that uh, the Rick and Morty ones do. You know? Do any of the community guys turn into some kind of food product and fight some kind of rodent? Not yet, but I would have put it past them. <laughs> they had a zombie apocalypse where the men in, ba- in black came and, and mind wiped them. And then there's still ramifications of the zombie apocalypse and they don't know why they don't remember. Man, you, you really got sucked into this. Huh? Look, it, 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 it's a good show. It got good. And I still hate Joe McHale. <laughs> but you know everybody else grew on me a little bit. Chevy Chase, I, Oz, you would love you're Chevy, you're the Chevy Chase of our group. That's true. He is. Was that the only talented one? Okay. <laughs> That's so Pierce. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he just called me. <laughs> Did he say guy. something about my mama? <laughs> <laughs> That's Pierce. <laughs> he keeps doing Pierce. <laughs> He even does the he even does the he a little bit. <laughs> nah, I hate you both. Oh man, it's hilarious. 
I, I just don't know if it's for me. Like, yeah. I'm willing to check out some episodes I might like, but yeah, I, I'm not just. I'm pretty sure it's just not my sense of humor. I think I think Maybe. you're so wrong, Jay. I think it it definitely gets to your sense of humor. I think. okay, fine. I'll, I'll watch it after I finish Stranger Things. He's yeah, like, he's like, oh, that's fair. He's like, like, listen, it's not it's not like you don't have the time to watch some stuff. After Stranger Things is a good time to to try Community again. He's like, okay, fine, like, I'll how watch every episode. Should he give it, Mo? I would, you know, I would like to curate. Um, just, I want to, you know, th- think of like watching a movie, maybe ninety minutes of it, and I would curate specific episodes for him to watch and then see if he doesn't like it from then on or doesn't want to watch any of it from then on then that he be he's not going to like it so cuz i just feel like those episodes like you like even like with you talking about the claymation episode or the gi joe episode or or even the 8 bit episode i feel like the 8 bit video game episode that's done in 8 bit um <laughs> it's like i feel as though those episodes, like obviously the fact that they're in like their own special kind of mediums are are cool in and of itself, but that's not what makes the episodes cool. Like it's the fact that they're using those mediums to forward the story in different ways. And if you don't know what those like how that's happening, it's just random people talking about random things in different mediums you know what i mean yeah but they could they, they'll probably you know they could they could potentially steer you to to want to watch more you know mm. that's Maybe. that's the idea that i have with it but it could it could definitely intrigue jay that could be the case actually i might not be able to get to it till like December. june or july yeah. <laughs> jay what are you talking about what are you talking about there's like a shit ton of stuff coming out in May that I want to watch before Community. Like what, Jay? Uh, new episodes of Rick and Morty, new episodes of The Hollow, um, new episodes of like a bunch of shows. Jay, What's all that? Those joints come out once a week. What? The Hollow? No, that's going to be released all at once. Okay. Rick and Morty comes out once a week. What's right. that? I'll call it once. What? What? What's that show that is uh, by the Rick and Morty people coming out? Solar Opposites. Yeah, it's like the end of May. No, that's actually the beginning. Like... It is? Yeah, yeah, I think it's today. If not today, then it's Sunday. It's not May yet. Then tomorrow. Yeah, see, there's way better stuff to watch than Community. Okay, that's fine. Listen, I've already seen it. I'm trying to help y'all out. <laughs> All right. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. Never mind. <laughs> I thought we lost Jay. I, I, I thought he just cut out. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to find out what he said. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Solar Opposites comes out on the 8th. On the 8th, on okay. the 8th of May. So, That's next Friday. Week. Yeah. Well, yeah, next Friday. Next week. And then Rick and Morty comes out this weekend. Comes out Wait, on the 4th. One. What? Yeah. 4th of May. New what? What is Solar Opposites coming out on? Hulu. Like, Hulu. Hulu. So, is it. Are they Rick and Morty in it, where it's like four episodes every six months, or no? Are you gonna get all of them at once, like normal shows? Look, the reason we got only four is probably because they were this thing. Like they want to r- release them together so that it's on people's minds on two sides, you know? Yeah, I need. I I just want to watch it like day one before Lawrence has a chance to not explain it right to me, and then I can't watch it. What we do is we watch it and then have Larry explain it to us and then judge him on how good he's doing. Listen, I will not be judged by you. You all, you all are not. You all are not of of the ilk to be judging me. That's all I do is judge. Poorly. I'm judging you right now. Poorly. Scissor Seven you- comes out May seven. Scissor Seven. Oh, what what's it's called? What seven? Scissor. Scissor Seven. Okay, that's interesting. Is it about assassins? Yeah, lesbian assassins. But it's like a. But it's like it's a comedy. It's a comedy. So it's not like serious. They're lesbians. Like, just everything is coming out in May. Right now, so it might take me a minute, but I will watch it. I will watch Community. Yeah, Lawrence, you should have brought up Community like six years ago when when it was fresh and new. <laughs> I mean, you should have said it at the start of this pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, so really, the the reason community has been canceled and has failed is because Lawrence didn't explain it right or on time. Right. That's it. I'll take the blame. They do. Like, I'm the reason for Ken, all, Ken Jong's all failure. Those jobless, all those jobless actors are on your head. <laughs> Actually, I mean, everybody from that cast, for the most part, has done pretty well. I know yeah, the, despite you. The, the Indian dude or Pakistani dude, like... He's done well. I don't know where I seen him, but I, I saw him in a high profile thing. He was in that in that Vanessa Hudgens thing where they were they were the insurance company that fixed shit the superheroes broke. Uh, I didn't see that. Oh, the yeah, I think that it, was a what, good show. Isn't he in one of those Apple TV shows? Possibly, I don't know which one. But hmm. I saw him in something else, and I, I remember thinking he was really good. And then when I saw him in that. In community, I was like, "Oh, this guy's good." Yeah. And then, what else? What else did they do? That was they did a Tarant not a Tarantino episode, but kind of like that. Like <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there was one thing like it, they do shit that happens off in the background, and I remember once that Pakistani dude delivered a baby, and then like a season later. 
like somebody goes into labor and he jumps into action and they're like, like, hey, what are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. It's like, I delivered a baby last season from the back of a truck. And I'm like, oh, they, that was him <laughs> delivering the baby. Like, you know, in other things, I would be like, because it, it was funny shit happening in, in the forefront. But then, like, I was just distracted by this baby being delivered in the back. And I'm like, why is there a lady? And I just thought it was hilarious that this is going on. And then there's a baby being born in the parking lot. And then mm-hmm. they, they it comes back around, like, I want to say, like, 15 episodes later. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And then shit like that happens all the time. Like, even, like, the Fat Neil stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. Like, everything. Like, I remember that exact moment. And then you see it from his perspective. And how it goes, you know, spreads that his name is Fat Neil and how it affected him. But it's so like good. two seasons later. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So, anywho. Yeah, that's all that to say that I've been watching TV. Well, I haven't been watching it as much TV. Did you finish watching Sabrina season three? Yeah, I did, but I don't want to talk about this. It. It's just, it's, it's not. No, no. I, I have actually, I actually haven't watched that. You didn't like it, huh? I mean, I it was okay, but it, it turned out <sighs> when they start talking about eldritch horrors and elder gods and stuff, like I want to mm. see cool shit. And Got it. it, it this, it, it you know, it, it kind of like the pagans were the worshippers of the eldritch gods, but then it was just. The one guy it doesn't live up. Well, to the, the one guy was the elder god, but it's like not even an elder god. It's like Pan or something. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. So it, it didn't it just, live up to the, it, its inspiration. Well, it, it's not so much that like I knew it wasn't going to live up to inspiration, but the fact that I can't get what I want out of this for this shit is is dumb. Like, well, they were setting up the elder gods for next season because. They still say, well, the there's still a big threat coming. Yeah, I, who cares? <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Like, give me my fucking comics. I want. I feel sp- that way about all comics right now. I want my Sabrina comics. All right, I don't want no fucking Elder Gods on fucking Netflix like that. Give me my fucking comics. <laughs> there's a guy that sends that sends them on a quest through hell to get them a. a a rare plant that only grows in hell to cure a pimple. Yeah. Larry saw that. That shit is amazing. Yeah, which was, it was kind of cool because it was, it was essentially the Wizard of Oz, but in hell. And yeah. Yeah, as mad as I was that Robert Hack didn't fucking answer my question about when the comic book's coming out, I still enjoyed that episode. But then the rest of the season I didn't. Yeah, it does bug me that, like Sabrina is like does all this cool stuff and she seems smart, but then will do something like so stupid, like where uh, what's her cousin's name? Who cares? Elliot or some can't, shit. I can't remember. Ambrose. 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 There. It is. Where even he's like, wait, so this happened, and then this happened. You were supposed to do, but you did this. Like you just threatened the whole fabric of the universe because you want. To see this guy, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there like, yeah, that, that's stupid. I don't know why the fuck you would make that decision, and would I'm, not think that there's gonna be consequences 
and repercussions. And I mean, it is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's supposed to have shit kind of blow up in her face because she's, she's young. She's too young to wield that power. Like, I get it. But it's just, just give me my fucking comics. But <laughs> even, at, even at 16, I knew not to fuck with time travel like that. Yeah, but you still would have for some pussy. <laughs> it's like, what? at what age does one learn that you should not mess with time travel? That, that's at the thing. Whatever, like, at whatever age you watch Back to the Future. And here's the thing. The problem with Oz's statement is that at 16, he knew not to, but he would gladly have done it if it meant he was going to get laid. That's that could be true. true. And that's what yeah, happens that's to Sabrina. Probably. It's it's impulsive hormonal behavior of a teenager. Like with a, a you know, resources of hell at her disposal. Like Right, but then she's so dismissive about it afterwards. Yeah, cuz she's a fucking though. teenage girl. Like I, I would have at least felt bad like, well, okay, I fucked it up, but I got to figure out some way to fix it now that I've gotten laid. Yeah. That's how it is. That's that's CW for you. Like every CW is built on that principle. Everything is world ending, and then not that not a big deal because you're a flighty teenager. Hmm. Guess you won't be watching season four. Well, that's that's more Sabrina for me. Yeah, I shouldn't say it like that. She's 16 in that show. Alright, we're gonna. I'm gonna play a heavy metal minute. Or yeah, I'll play heavy metal. Yeah. I don't know if you'll hear it or not. Oh, okay. Social distancing during mosh pits, grand theft, and new albums. This is heavy metal minute. Uh Randy Blythe of Lamb of God doesn't see social distancing happening anytime at a heavy metal concert like it's something he believes just can't happen and to a certain degree he's right basically he was interviewed and they're talking about what would uh for hops and something podcast hops and sound or some shit and uh they asked him like what's the concert experience gonna be like and he says as far as social distancing goes like it's not gonna happen like as soon as a band plays and one of your favorite song comes up like it's time to watch that, that's basically the sentiment and it takes me back to my mind and my memories of seeing Lamb of God and when Walk With Me in Hell comes on there's no way people are standing six meters apart like they're just gonna rush together <laughs> that's just what happens during almost any one of Lamb of God songs or any any real band that you like anyway like that's just how it goes uh, he he went on to some anecdotes of what it was like going to see concerts when he was younger and how looking at the environment the type of theater like he looked into that's not going to work if there's seats here they're going to get trashed and that's he's pretty much on, on point with that statement I, I agree with him almost 100% meanwhile uh, Gavin Newsom says that uh, concerts might be coming that concerts coming back in 2020 seems like a pipe dream and uh he shows, says like, shows likely won't come back until a vaccine's available. And bioethicist Zeke Emanuel said their return would be likely in the fall of 2021. Now, Reuters and Ipsos took an opinion poll. They asked 4,429 well, 4, American adults when they'd be comfortable attending major events. Of the interview, 27% said they would go to 
when venues reopen, while 32% said they would wait for a vaccine. And uh, 55% said they don't even think that events should continue until the vaccine is available. So yeah, it's, people might not even show up if there are concerts, but who knows? If the price is right, I'm sure people would show up. $200,000 worth of Static X and dope gear was stolen. And uh, basically in these uncertain times, people are taking advantage. The stuff's in storage, they were part of, they were on tour, and I guess they just, when they shit got shut down, they just put everything in storage and they weren't monitoring and now shit's gone. Some of the items stolen were uh, multiple LED video panels, two drum kits, 40 plus cymbals, uh, some high-end audio and video gear, microphones, racks, and the branded backdrops. So yeah, it's, you know, be on the lookout for dope and static X stuff on the, <laughs> on the black market. And shit's stolen. And Lars Ulrich, drummer of Metallica, and he's one of the, the key engineers, architects of the band, says there's a very good chance Metallica would make a new album in quarantine. Um, trying to look for the quote. It says, if you and I and the rest of the world are sitting here six months from now or a year from now, I'd say there's a very good chance. So, yeah, they're going to keep going. Um... Here's, here's another thing he said. He said, uh, how do we make art? How do we share it with this new paradigm that's happening? What can it look like on the other side of the new normal? Even if you bring it into our world, the people that make all the software and all the stuff that all used to record are sitting right now trying to figure out how Lars and James. Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing. That's, a, that's too long for a heavy metal minute. That's heavy metal hour. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been the Heavy Metal Minute. Yeah. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, comic book like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So yeah, that's that was it. There's there's some stuff happening in the news too. Um, this one's for you, Larry. Uh, Deadline reports that an animated Transformers prequel is in the works. They say uh, Hasbro's entertainment studio E1 and Paramount have quietly hired Josh Cooley. Uh, he he directed uh, I think he directed or wrote yeah he directed Toy Story four. And uh, he's going to direct the theatrical prequel that sources said focuses on an origin story. It takes place on Cybertron, the planet from which the good guy and bad guy robots came from. Uh, the film revolves around the relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron. I mean, that could be good. It's just a matter, I guess, of what, <laughs> what, what they decide to do as far as like character design wise and they're gonna make you know, them former lovers wait what well, oh, so what? you saw the character designs I did if you saw Bumblebee that's what everything is gonna look like 
Well, this film is separate and apart, according to this, from the live-action Transformers series and the Bumblebee spinoff. So it's not connected to those. Yeah. I mean, if they went with the Bumblebee stuff, that might be okay. Um, but, you know, Bumblebee still doesn't have a face in those in that Bumblebee movie. And he doesn't talk, which is crazy, too. Or doesn't, or chooses not to talk after later. I don't know. Either way. Don't they kind of have to go with that design? I mean, I remember Mo talking about the, you know, how the hashtag not my Bumblebee from his customers who who are like the, the target audience for this, right? I mean... That is a bigger audience, a broader audience than like hardcore Transformers fans. Because the Bayformers fans, there's a lot that are like Transformers fans and just like both. Like Larry in this case is like me more or less where he's just he doesn't like this new shit and he's vocal about it, but the majority of people don't give a fuck. They'll watch it. Like, like there was a point where yeah i would have been like yeah you're, you're right like i'm most people are down but i don't think that they really are like you know it's like by the time they got to the fifth or fourth whichever transformers movie the one was before bumblebee people were like this is dumb now i don't know why they felt that was dumb versus all the dumb stuff that came before it but it was all dumb I think they just kind of realized it. Yeah, but even if it made something that wasn't quite like that, but kind of like that, and something that's not what you want, like it'll still people are still gonna be down to watch it. They're not gonna they say, "Oh, the other one was dumb," but I'm still gonna give this a shot. Yeah, like yeah, I. But I guess you know, I don't know. Like I, I feel like if you want to make like if somebody came out with good Transformers stuff, like like if this animated series was just good a good Transformers prequel I think people would watch it I mean don't get me wrong the fact that it's animated is gonna there's gonna be a group of people that just aren't gonna watch animation in America at least and obviously those people like that's not who this show is gonna be targeting anyway but like let me put it like this if you did a full reboot of Transformers even if you were doing talking live action if you did like a, a thing that was more true to the to the original cartoon and like you know with Optimus Prime as the leader and Bumblebee there but not necessarily all heroic and stuff or and with a face and can talk I don't think people are going to be like why why does he talk or why does he have a face you know they're not going to be like oh well this th- these are the deal breakers you know what I mean I think it'll just kind of rise and fall on how how good it actually is, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Like I, I know for me, it's like a, a prequel type story of of Megatron and Optimus Prime's relationship on Cybertron. Sounds interesting. Like it sounds like old uh, IDW comic stuff. You know, yeah. so. That's that was good stuff. If it's something along those in in that vein, 
then I will be watching it. That's like I've been meaning to watch some of the newer Transformers stuff, but it's not as compelling to me. And then Disney. Wait, what are you talking about? The was it Cyberverse? And then also they have the other. Um, there's the wait. Actually, maybe not. Maybe Cyberverse isn't the right name. Because there's one, there's like, like two two animated joints that I've been meaning to to mess with. One is the like the continuation of like the the stuff that um like the well like almost like web series type comic thing. Um, what is it called? I I have to look it up real quick. But they they have the um, oh yeah I don't remember the name of it but they got a few I think one is Cyberverse I'm pretty sure but then there's another one that yeah there's a Netflix one too mm-hmm. right or no that's Cyberverse I'm pretty uh-huh. sure and that's not good. It's okay. You know, it's it's one of those things where it definitely is trying it the character design's not terrible, but the characterization leaves a little bit to be desired in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, but there yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack us like that. No, it's okay. It makes up for all the times you weren't here. <laughs> uh, Disney is developing a live action remake of Hercules that makes sense and uh, they're getting Jeff- they're getting Jeffrey Silver and Karen Gilchrist to produce I don't know who those people are they, Gar- the, the Jeffrey Silver did the Lion King and Tron Legacy Mm. And Karen Gilchrist, Karen Gilchrist did Lion King and The Mandalorian. Mm. So it's going to be mediocre then. Why? Because one is really good and the other one's really bad, and they're going to balance each other out. Why? What's what's really bad? Tron Legacy. You didn't like Tron Legacy. You did. Yeah, I did. Fucking Disney. The new Lion King? I mean, new Lion King is alright. It's not It's not terrible. It's no Mandalorian. What I heard is... Say again? What you Mira. say, Oh, no, I've heard it's terrible. Yeah, but you should I see I heard it. the characters don't emote at all. Well, no, because they're animals. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah the ones in the cartoon emote. Right. Because they're cartoon. Right. So, I mean, going from characters that emote to characters that don't sounds pretty shitty, honestly. Like, or am I missing something? Like, is there something about unemotive characters that makes it good? I mean, 
like how like how happy have you seen a dog pretty happy very happy yeah. oh my god dog is the wrong choice Lawrence. yeah no no i mean no but like realistically it's like we know like we know when a dog is happy but it's not because of the look on their face i've seen my dog smile in his sleep i'm sure they're dreaming about me <laughs> but they're smiling I mean, like literally smiling like not with teeth or anything just like the lip going up like ours go when we were in thought of something pleasant. I mean, I've seen pictures of smiling dogs. And I think that the reason why you have pictures of smiling dogs is because it doesn't happen often. Well, I don't know. You, you don't know how to have dogs then. The fact that animals don't emote doesn't answer my question of why I should go from characters that do emote to characters that don't. It's but it's not right. that they don't. They, it's not that they don't emote. They just don't emote with their faces. Also, I don't like how Lawrence is acting like a dog expert when he's a cat guy. I, I love animals. Period. No, you don't. What are you talking What's about? The you killed like six kittens. Real quick. I killed no, six he But no, real quick. Like, what's the benefit to non-emotive? emoting characters like it's what's not, it's not a benefit like, it's that? that they're making the animals look real and in real life animals don't have giant grins on their faces and that's supposed to be better nope no one is saying better that like listen no one is no like, one said they... the the no one said that the live action lion king is better than the animated lion king no one said that what they what i did say is that it's it's good. It's not better, but it's not it's not a bad movie. I, it's, it's different. I guess it's I live just action. don't see the point. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I just don't see the point to watching a live action movie with non-emotive characters to an animated movie where the characters do emote. No, but see here, you're you're making an either or proposition. Like you could only watch one or the other. It's like you can well, watch. No, I both. could watch. I could watch both, but I just don't see why I would. All right. I mean, look. All all I'm saying is, I think if you watched it, I don't know that you would necessarily be like, "Oh, this was terrible." I don't feel like you would say that because it's not a bad movie. It's like some people don't like it, and that's fine. But you know, it's like there's like. If they like, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, going into the Lion King movie expecting it to be like the animated one just doesn't make sense to me. Like it's the same way how like why would you go and see Mulan, the the live action one, but then be like, oh, where's the where's the dragon that was Eddie Murphy? It's like that. That's a very good question. Yeah, I wanted to like, see that, that. That joint's not gonna happen. Oh. Yeah, but. But I wanted to. Here's the thing. For one thing, if they're willing to make a whole movie of CGI characters, a small CGI dragon shouldn't be an issue. It's it's uh, secondly, it's like at least the characters in Mulan look like they're emoting. It's because like, people. Joe, why like why are you why are you <laughs> acting like you don't understand the difference between human and animal faces? I mean, no, I get it. It's just, okay, look, there's a Harrison Ford movie based on the book, Call of the Wild. 
And in that movie, the dog is a CGI dog, and he emotes. Like, he smiles, he looks bashful, like, like why would... And he looks real, but he, does, but he still emotes. Yeah, like, but Harrison, I don't know if you've seen that trailer or not. In, but Harrison but, Ford doesn't emote, and that's the balance. In, <laughs> in every video game where you have a dog, the dog emotes and looks like a dog. Every video game is animated. So's the Lion King. Like, I feel like Call of the Wild looks like a better movie because there is emotion. You can see the determination on the dog and the happiness. And it's like, and you're like, I don't, I don't get like, I don't know. Like, and I'm probably willing to, like, maybe I should just watch it. Maybe I should just watch the live action Lion King. Like, I'd rather watch Mulan because they emote. For Call of the Wild, all the modes, but maybe I'll try it, like in June after all the TV shows I want to watch are done. Like it, also, maybe I'll try it and I'll see the appeal. Like maybe I'm just maybe I just have to see it before I can get the appeal of why I would want to watch people not emoting. <laughs> I would also ask that people stop calling it the live action Lion King because yeah. they need live action. It's, it's animated, just like the video game dogs. The end. <laughs> the while before while I finish up this story, the 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 names looking for directing are that been thrown around. According to the this insider is dot com, the first name he heard thrown around was John Favreau. And the second name he heard was about a year ago were the Russo brothers. Sister the Transformers joint? No, this is the the, the 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 live action Hercules. Oh, I'm sorry. Got it. Damn, you're really traumatized by that Transformers, huh? <laughs> Always. Per- perpetually. <laughs> now is Pan gonna be is Pan gonna be in the movie? They don't even know who's or... who's producing it fully yet. <laughs> so I don't they haven't gotten to casting yet. At least not for Pan, I don't think. Uh yeah. But I mean he should be, even if it's live action, he should be. I, I don't see why not. Maybe they can't get him to emote, but he only emotes half because he's half animal. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, they are are this weekend. There's going to be an online event called All Free Comic Book Day, and it has some interesting panelists. You can go to altfcd.com and register for free Ooh, and watch. Do I need to bust out the tiki torches? No. No, oh, not that, that kind alt? of alt. Oh. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're, they have a uh, Marv Wolfman is going to be a keynote speaker. Also, they're going to have Richard Starkings. Um, Kevin Eastman is on a panel for a, uh, for something called Drawing Blood along with, uh, David Avalon, Ben Bishop, and Troy Little. 
There's also uh, Barbara Kessel is, has a, a panel, uh, and also uh, there is going to be um, the publisher Sandy Carpenter is also doing a keynote with Storm King Comics. So this sounds interesting. It's going to be uh, Friday and Saturday, May first and May second. Hmm? Where? Where? What's the site? Uh, Alt fcd.com alt free comic book day.com basically but alt fcd.com you should go there and i guess you do have to actually like register to get to the site i guess they probably want your email address or something that's dumb why why is that dumb why i gotta give them my information comic book day i would just show up and, and they give me a book well, they have I to mean, send it to you. They need your information. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know, Roz. Well, I you mean, could, you could. You I could mean, not they could watch. Send, they could send it if they're going to send you something. You could also just, you know, do it as a guest. You shouldn't have to register for spam. <laughs> yeah. I just tired of like finding something cool and buying it, and next thing I know, I'm unsubscribing from the same thing ten times. Just to cut the the spam in half from that one site. Mm. You should just make an email address for that. I do, but then then it gets like, too full. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but then that's where they send your tracking information. So then you got to dig through the the spam. To, man, it. I'm just annoyed. I hear. Uh. DC or Warner Media is is reportedly, according to this rumor, is eyeing Ben Barnes to to play the Joker in the Batman movie that we don't know when is coming out. You know who that is? Yeah, that's the dude that played Jigsaw in the Punisher TV series. Oh. I guess that could work. Yeah, I mean, does it really even have to work? Like, they've been doing so much shit that doesn't. Like, what's <laughs> what's the point of trying to get it to work? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, that, really? And that movie no. is art. That movie's already got Catwoman and Riddler. I mean, at some point, you just, it's too many. It'll probably be just cameos for some of these, like, you know. I would rather them take a risk with the Joker. Yeah. That happened already with Leto, didn't it? Yeah. No, that wasn't a risk. That was just bullshit. <laughs> no, I mean like the actual risk where what? you're saying, I don't know if this like this guy is a great actor, but he is definitely not the Joker. But let's see if he can be the Joker. That's what they did with Leto. Not Leto. No, it isn't. Not them. It no, was, I like, meant popular. I meant Ledger. I I don't know why why Lawrence incepted Leto into my head. I meant Ledger. (laughs) I don't feel like he was a risk, though. We well, I remember talking all kind of shit about that casting. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I think I think that's going to be the rerun play on. Talked a lot of shit about a lot of things. That's true too. 
It was like so- there was no performance to Heath Ledger where anyone could be like, well, he, he's definitely not the Joker. So like he did really good, but so, like Joe, who would you like to see this risky, talented actor be like Sir Patrick Stewart or something? Idris Elba, the Joker. Yes. Because wait, <laughs> okay, I I was gonna uh, do they lighten him up? No. He just plays a white guy. He's the white makeup. Like the Joker has. Like the white makeup. I kind of want to see that. I I, love, I absolutely do not. <laughs> Idris Elba in white face? I know. You're the, Lawrence, you're the kind of like play it safe. And I get that. That's cool. Like, we need people to play it safe. But... I think with the Joker, especially with all the Joker, like it would be nice to see them take a big risk. And I think Idris Elba could be a really menacing, funny Joker. So the idea isn't so much about a different take on the character, the same take, but just cast somebody that you're like, nobody would necessarily see as the Joker. Yes. That's some M. Night Shyamalan twist going on there. But then I guess, but when you say that, though, is it a thing where it's like, when you say, like, that no one would necessarily see as the Joker, it's like, we're, we're basically, it's like almost like an experiment. Can somebody that, like, like, like you as the person casting, if you can't see it, that's what, how you know it's the right casting? Or do you say, like, I know other people can't see it, but I can? Yeah. Because I think if that's the case, I think that that, that like, Keith Ledger was that. I, I think that's kind of what Joe's talking about. Because it sounds like Joe has an image of Idris Elba as the Joker and what that would look like that the rest of us just don't see. Right, right. No, I, I agree with that. I definitely don't see it. And I was, you know, and even with Ben Barnes, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe he can pull it off. Maybe they could do something, you know. I, in my mind, like, he's got the build for, like, you know, something like the Arkham City design, you know. Mm. And, uh, but it's like, something like uh, while I read the story, I looked for fan art to see if anybody was thinking about this beforehand or maybe saw this news and did something quick. And nobody, they, I see more fan art as him for him as Batman than I do for him as Joker. So he may very well be the one that nobody's really looking at to be the Joker, and will surprise people. Now, not Idris Elba, but maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be uh, the next Batman. Nah, they'll get they'll get like Michael Sarah for the next Joker. Michael Sarah would actually be a pretty good Joker. You see, safe choice. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Idris Elba could be the um the the Joker from the Batman, the Capoeira Joker. Nah. He could be Batman. 
It could be Batman? Yeah. You're so crazy. But he'll be Lucius Fox. We all know that. Uh, that's a waste to put him as Lucius Fox. Uh, Robert Kirkman has filed a lawsuit against the makers of a 2017 mobile game based on the franchise The Walking Dead. According to TMC, uh, RKLLC, a limited liability corporation owned by Kirkman, reportedly filed suit against Disruptor Beam Inc. after the company informed the writer that it has decided to stop paying him contractually obligated twice yearly payment over the mobile game The Walking Dead March to War. RK says he's owed upwards to $690,000 off that deal, but alleges Disruptor stopped making the payments. And that's all there is to that story. So It's a fairly old story, but there hasn't been any new developments yet. So we'll see. Why did they need to not pay him? Just because they probably feel like they can get away with it, even if they have to go into uh, litigation. They'll probably pay about 30,000 or 40,000 maybe even 100 to the lawyer to make sure they don't have to and still pocket $590,000 that's fucked up yeah yeah that's I would understand if maybe the the revenues weren't what they thought they were going to be so they might try to negotiate something smaller based on that but to just fucking not pay at all with no, what sounds like no, they didn't say anything. They, the checks just stopped coming. That's shady. Yeah, I I did chuckle when I heard the news, but it's not cool. <laughs> Why did you chuckle? I don't know. I like when bad things happen sometimes. Like, you know, because it, it, it's Kirkman do, trying to get another check. Yeah, and it's like it's called. It's it's called what? Schadenfreude. Yeah, that. With the German term for where you get uh, pleasure from other people's pain. Yeah. Now, this isn't necessarily pain. It's just, I, I want him to get paid, but I just, eh, I just got giddy. But only for a second. Then I'm like, yeah, you know, he, he's got to pay. His, you know, he was living in an apartment over a strip club when, <laughs> when he was working on Walking Dead for like half of it. Like, and then, you know, he was still writing a bunch of comics and then he sold the show and he's like fucking Mr. Moneybags and now he needs more money. Like, it's his money. Like, all, all this money, all this clout, all this notoriety from one creation. And it's like, yeah, he needs to get that. Because guess what? Maybe a year from now, it's not going to be there. You know, residuals eventually he- dry up. And he's out of good loads. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like Marvel. Nobody's rushing to make Marvel zombies. And even if they do, it's like it's not going to be him getting the majority of the money from it. Like he'll probably get like a two three percent thing. If that. So, yeah, like I hope he wins and gets his money. Todd McFarlane is like doing weekly updates on his Kickstarter now. Yeah. Last week I was gonna say daily because he started like just <clears throat> boom, 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 but I haven't heard anything in like a day and a half. So 
I was thinking of buying myself the that three set for my birthday, the three figure set, the the highest tier. And then that day that I decided to do that, he added more tiers, and you get like six or eight of them. Yeah, well, it's just like the highest tier is now two of the three sets. So it's not like anything extra. It's just double. Or you can get like the, the three set and yeah. then a modern and a, and a classic or a, a th- you know a three set of just the classic. So there's all these different options. But it's really just getting more than one, but nothing different about the sets. The updates uh, after that are also like the last update he did, he talks about how he's going to fist you. With uh, two fists, one where like you could put something in the hand because it's like, it's like uh, what do you what do you call that pose? Like in a jerk like motion. To jerk off. Yeah. Yeah, the, the jerk off pose, and then the other one's a fist. So you pick which one you want to do what. But yeah, so he's throwing those in. Yeah, but that costs more than the one sixty, right? No, no, that's like. If you got the if you got the 160, you get that. Too. That's included. Yeah, oh, it's another okay. one of those stretch goals. The the ones that are more expensive is because you're just you're getting more. It's like you're getting two tiers instead of just one. Oh, okay. Like I said, the most expensive one is really just that that 163 three figure set times two. See, that's all it is. That would have been There's a nothing. good time for you to be on the show and talk about that. When that happened, I, because I pre-produced it to you. Yeah, but you know, my I, look, it's me and Joe here, and I'm not known for my reading comprehension. You know what I mean? So I decided, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna buy other things. Like I got mad that he added tears. So it's like I'm not gonna <laughs> get the three hundred dollar tier. I want to, but I can't. Like I had already decided for my birthday, I'm gonna get myself the one sixty. Fuck it. And then that same day. More tears. I'm like, yeah, fuck. That. I'm not doing sh- fuck, man. First, he doesn't release it when I want him to. Then he releases it when the ultimate wrong time for me. And then when I'm like decided to do it, he adds m- more tears, and I'm like, fuck that. So, but you should be glad that he's listening to you. But because he's, no, that, he's not. That happened like that. It was it was right after the show. Where you where you were saying, oh, you should buy two, yeah, as a joke, and then next thing you know, he's like, hey, you want two? I got a deal for you. Yeah, everybody <laughs> listens to me. The whole world listens to me, but they don't understand me. Like they just use it to hurt me. So, yeah, so I ended up buying other things instead. So now I can't even get the one I wanted. So, yeah. So now I'm mad again. But I'm least, gonna get the I'm gonna get the the double one just to hurt you. Yeah, do that. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you're really gonna hurt me. Like a non-spawn fan buying two of everything for more than it would cost to just buy the action figure at the store. Well, then I'm gonna send pictures of pictures of like just random children playing with the toys and nah, fucking them all up. Yeah, hey, it's your money, dude. In fact. You could just grab those three twenty and just shove them right up your fucking ass and wipe your ass with them. I don't give a fuck. That's your money. Do what you want. <laughs> like, keep that do- doesn't do- sound as fun because I can't display that publicly. Yeah. Well, you can now because we're not on all games. We're on Twitch. Well, Twitch can't do that either. Yeah. 
I guess when we do hey. Vimeo, you can. Well, I'm going to start at OnlyFans. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to see sticking out of my ass? <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so. Yeah. Todd McFarlane pisses me off yet again. I, that's all I got for news. If you guys got anything else. No, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, go ahead and uh, Oz, man, give us some final thoughts. I didn't realize how much uh, Marsden is like Hollywood's cuck. <laughs> Why? It, like every movie, he's losing the girl to somebody else. X-Men. I just realized he's in The Notebook. There's another movie that's like medievalish times where he's also losing his girl to somebody else. Like the only time he doesn't lose the girl is when he, he they team him up with with an animated character, or when he plays a gay guy. No, he loses the dude too. Like <laughs> more, yeah. When the ones I've seen where he doesn't lose a girl, I I never seen him lose a guy when he plays a gay guy, but um. Yeah, it's it's been when he's played a gay guy. Yeah, if you got a romantic comedy, Marsden's your guy to lose the girl to the to the lead. And it's weird because it's not even like you know some movies, if they if the guy isn't a total jerk, because they have to make him a total jerk so you feel good that he loses the girl. Um, but if he's not a total jerk, like they give him a, a happiness thing so that you don't feel bad for him. And then with him, it's neither like. You just you don't care if he feels bad or not. Like it's weird. Like I'm surprised Wolverine didn't take his girl in X Men. Yeah, he kind of did. I mean, like, in X three, Wolverine was still there. That's true. <laughs> Marsden didn't last ten minutes in that movie. He outlasted him. All right, Larry. What, what do you got for final thoughts? Take care of yourself. Make sure that uh, you're in a good place, and if you're not, take care of yourself. Wolverine is also the last dude to penetrate Jean Grey in that movie. Mm-hmm. 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 Joe, what do you what do you got? Um, if you ever wondered what a Minute to Society musical might sound like, uh, I put a link in. The chat that answers that question, and I gotta say, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. With this fool will watch community. <laughs> I'm so mad at him. So yeah, uh, for the rest of us, we're Fantastic Forum. Follow us on any social media platform: Twitch, Twitter. Instagram, and then, yeah, catch us live at 10 a.m. on twitch.tv slash fantastic forum.